بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد So we continue بإذن الله تعالى as it relates to the explanation of Umlat al-Ahkam our fiqh lesson as it relates to Umlat al-Ahkam the explanation of Umlat al-Ahkam Lihafiz Abdul Ghani Al-Maqdasi Rahimullah I'm reaching the final hadith in this chapter and this hadith is an Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma قال مر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بقبرين فقال إنهما لا يعذبان وما يعذبان في كبير أما أحدهما فكان لا يستر من البول وأما الآخر فكان يمشي بالنميمة فأخذ جريدة رطبة فشقها نصفين فغارز في كل قبر واحدة فقالوا يا رسول الله لما فعلت هذا؟ قال لعله يخفف عنهما ما لم ييبسا and in this hadith which we studied uh, in Aqeedah Raziyain is the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma uh, that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa went past two graves and he said these two graves the people in it will be punished two of them these two graves will be punished and they are punished they, they are being punished and um, they're not being punished for something which is difficult to avoid. As for one of them, they never concealed and protected themselves from being soiled with urine. And as for the other, then he used to spread tails and tail carry. And then the Messenger وسلم, he took a little branch type jarida uh, 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 and then he split it into two and then he put it at each of the graves, like little stick tree from a tree trunk and he put it at each of the graves and um, the sahaba radiallahu anhum they said oh messenger of Allah why did you do that with the, with the sticks and he said sallallahu alayhi wasallam that perhaps it would um, lighten uh, them their uh, punishment as long as it doesn't become dry and erode as long as it doesn't become dry meaning the sticks and erode um, this hadith barakallahu feekum again as I said, we studied this in Aqidat al-Raziyain. So we will continue and mention some additional uh, benefits that we can take from this hadith. Point number one is the narrator, Abdullah ibn Abbasin, radiyallahu an. We studied in many occasions the narrations and the various narrations from Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu an. This sahabi, this companion who is the son of a companion. This companion who is a son of the companion and he, Barakallahu Fikum, was the cousin of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the cousin of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved him and he used to, he, 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 he held him and, and um, hugged him and brought him close to him and said, Allahumma alimhu al hikmah O Allah, teach him wisdom teach him wisdom and in another occasion the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam says allahumma faqihu fid din o allah give him understanding in the religion and in another narration in bukhari 
where in the Fadail Sahaba, in the virtue in the chapter pertaining to the virtues of Abdullah ibn Abbas, it is recorded that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said regarding him, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, Allahumma allimhu al-kitab. O oh Allah, teach him the book. Teach him the book. And this is in Bukhari and Muslim. Aynam. So this shows the virtue of this um, illustrious companion, and he was from the younger of the Sahaba, but he narrated a lot from the Messenger wasallam, And he lived up until the year 68 of the, after the migration of the Messenger wasallam. He died in Ta'if. He died in Ta'if in the year 68. And Umar ibn Khattab used to say he made a mention the characteristics of this young this uh, young uh, man Abdullah ibn Abbas anhuma, ibn Umar, he, uh, Umar ibn Khattab he said that boy you see there he is mature meaning he is young but mature for his age and he is a person who is inquisitive so he asks questions because he's inquisitive and he has a heart that understands, meaning he finds that he's, he's, he's a smart uh, individual, a smart individual who understood easily. So he, Barakallahu Fikum, was no doubt from the scholars of the Sahaba, and he had his madrasa uh, school of Ibn Abbas, where we have narrations from the tafsir of the Tabi'een, uh, from uh, various uh, books of tafsir which those who experience and go through these books will see a lot of the statements of some of the students of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. Point number two is that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that in this hadith that they are being punished and this is barakallahu fikum uh, because the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he heard he heard their punishment he heard them being punished in the grave. And this is from the khasais of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is from those affairs that are specific for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not for anyone else. I know that is a sign of his prophethood. Atla'ahu Allahu ala adhab al-qabr. Allah tabarakahu ta'ala allowed him to hear the punishment of the grave. Hear the punishment of the grave. Inna huma layu'adhaban. That they are being punished. They are being punished. Point number three, and that is that the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said that they are not being punished for something that is hard to avoid, meaning it's easy to 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 leave these things, and it's easy to fall into these things, and uh, some as some of the ulama have mentioned, and that is that. He mentioned the two affairs, the first being a namima, uh, nam. the first one being Layastatiru uh, min al bowl, that he does not cover himself and protect himself from urine. And the second is, no doubt, he spreads tails. Yamshi bi namima. He spreads tails and tail carries. Regarding not, soil, not avoiding soiling oneself from uh, uh, urine, this, no doubt, is the Mahal al-Shahid. This is the point in which the suitability of this hadith has been placed in this chapter because of this affair. The importance of one uh, being, uh, being careful as it relates to purification 
and when they are getting ready for Salah that they make sure that there is no urine or splatter of urine or anything on them and that if there is that they wash themselves and they wash themselves but they don't allow wasawis and whispers to occur this is if you would know that there is indeed uh, soil of urine on you not that you think or is there or care no you know you have certainty or uh, overwhelming suspicion that uh, urine has indeed touched your clothing so then you wipe it out as Sheikh Saleh he mentions but the person who becomes negligent and yatasahal he doesn't have this uh, eagerness to uh, to uh, be in a state of uh, purification he becomes lackadaisical and and uh, negligent as it relates to this. This is from the reasons of the punishment of the grave. And as for Namima, as you know, this is to tell carrying, carrying tells to cause harm and hatred between people. Between people. And the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he mentioned in another hadith in Sahih Muslim, لا يدخل الجنة نمام. Where he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the tell carrier would not enter paradise. Would not enter paradise. So this shows you the the severity of this sin of tail carrying that one should avoid causing harm and causing evil amongst the people. Which is why the Messenger وسلم, said in the Minal Bayan La Sihra that verily from speech is magic. From speech is magic. And some of the ulama have explained that tail carrying is a form of magic. It's like a form of magic because it changes somebody else's feeling towards somebody else without them knowing where it came from. Just like magic. Changing the heart, how somebody feels for somebody else through Namima. And then when they are having this type of dispute, they don't know where it came from, but they have this hatred because of the tail carrying. So this shows the severity of this affair and it's impermissible and it is haram and indeed there is indeed punishment for the one who does this. Just like, and some of the ulama says, Some of the ulama have mentioned that it's more, more evil and corruption than magic, than imam. And it causes in, a, in one hour, it causes in one hour of tail carrying ma yufsiduhu as-sahir fi sana the tail carrier causes in one hour corruption and harm between the people in one hour that which the magician corrupts in a year as is mentioned by Sheikh Saleh hafizhullah ta'ala shows you the evil of tail carrying and there is indeed a punishment for it and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Ala unabbi'ukum bil'adh, which is yani a sihr, which is meaning magic. Shall I not tell you a form of magic? The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in the hadith in Sahih Muslim. And then the Sahabi radiyallahu anhu, qala hiya namima. Sorry, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, hiya namima al-qala tu nas this is tail carrying, causing corruption between the people. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he called tail carrying magic because it causes ifsad bain an-nas and it's dangerous. 
and it's something which people do not take seriously this affair of tail carrying which is why the individual who's a tail carrier indeed that is the reason why they were punished in the grave and in this hadith another example of the khasais and those affairs that are exclusive for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the affair where he took the stick and he placed it at the grave where he said that maybe it would lighten their punishment this is from the specific exclusive acts of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam it's exclusively for the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam one may ask and say why is that the case the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he did it so we can do it some may say the answer to that barakallahu fikum is there is no proof there is no statement or action from the sahaba radiyallahu anhum who witnessed that that they did the same as sahaba ma kanu ya'maluna hadha they never did this so this is a proof that they the companions knew it was specifically for the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the messengers con- uh, uh, cultivated them upon that they didn't do it they didn't put sticks on the grave or they didn't put anything or tombstones or anything like that and this stick here that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam placed was specifically for him from that which allah tabaraka ta'ala gave him but as for other than him from the companions and from those after him, the companions it is not permissible it's only for the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's only for the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and not for anyone else and finally an important proof as you know of this hadith from the aqeed of ahl sunnati wal jamaa is the establishment of the punishment of the grave and this is from the aqeed as we know of the people of the sunnah and no one denies this apart from the mubtadi'a from the likes of the jahmiya uh, the Jahmiyyah and the, the extreme negators who negated Barakalafikum, the punishment of the grave. And as we know, this hadith is a refutation of this, and verses in the Quran and various other narrations, widespread narrations, confirming that the punishment of the grave is the truth. And with this, Barakalafikum, we conclude uh, this narration and this lesson. هذا والله أعلم وأحكم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين